Welcome to ATRA, Voices from the Field. This sustainable agriculture podcast is presented by the National Center for Appropriate Technology with support from USDA Rural Business Cooperative. Hi, this is Rich Myers with uh, the National Center for Appropriate Technology, and we're talking today with Brad Summa with the USDA Agricultural Census, and I'm going to let him say exactly what his title is because I can't remember it. Well, thank you, Rich. I'm Brad Summa. I work for NAS, the National Agricultural Statistics Service. We're one of 18 agencies within USDA, and we do conduct the Census of Agriculture every five years, which is now fully underway in all 50 states, but my region services Missouri and Illinois uh, in particular. And what's the, what's the span of time for the, for the census and how much time is left for folks? To... Well, there's still time. We're still hard at co uh, collecting data from farmers. We started back around Christmas with the initial mailing, but we have until June time frame to try and get those last minute ones. So we try to give farmers you know, a wide uh, window there to respond. Uh, and so they have a couple more months that they can respond, but we'd like to get as many in as possible because the sooner we get them in, the sooner we can get them processed through and, and get ready to publish the data, which will be out in February of 2019. Can you uh, talk through the process quickly, just uh, the process of actually doing the census? Well, it's a lengthy process. It, I mean, as soon as one census is over, we start preparing for the next one. Uh, first thing we do is we start building our census mail list. And as we talked a little bit earlier, we have a very large mail list of approximately 3 million farms, potential farms. So we, built, we start building our list, preparing our questionnaire. We mail that questionnaire out at the end of the reference year. And the reference year is either a year ending in 7 or 2. So 2017 is the reference year. We have to wait until the end of the year because we ask a full year's worth of information in terms of sales, expensive production, the whole nine yards. So it really kicks off at the end of the reference year. We mail out to the three million that we have on our mail list. We give uh, a couple different uh, opportunities to respond via internet, via the mail. When we don't hear from people, then we start calling. In some cases, we do personal interviews. Uh, but as that data is coming back to the office, then it goes through an edit, a consistency check to make sure things are making sense uh, sometimes, you know, we see errors in the, in the responses and so forth that we need to uh, clarify and, and, and correct if necessary. Uh, then we go through a microanalysis phase, a macroanalysis phase. Uh, we start preparing the data to be published into the different tables that come out in our, our publications. Uh, and then that all culminates uh, with the publication that's released around February of 2019. So it's a long process, a lot of man hours. A lot of work, but uh, very, very useful data set, and we're happy to provide that to the ag community. Yeah, but what are the um, uh, the implications, I guess, or, or the of, of the census? Um, you, you wind up collecting this information. What sort of information is it, and how is it used? Well, this is really a comprehensive snapshot of um, farming in general, the, the farming uh, ag sector. And the questionnaire really asks uh, a wide range of questions that comprise the full picture of what's going on in agriculture. Everything from what was produced, what it cost to produce it, the income farmers got from uh, the commodities that they produced, 
uh, the demographic makeups of the farmers, you know, who they are, where they are, uh, the demographics of them, age, and so it really allows us to look at trends in agriculture. I mean, this is a very, very comprehensive data set that we're able to publish at really small geographic areas like county, watershed, congressional district. Uh, we even do, even do some zip code tabulations. So we can really break it down into small areas. We can see what the trends are. And one of my most uh, favorite numbers is the average age of farmers. As you know, that yeah. continues to go up. That's a and we see that every five years. It goes up a little more. And so then that allows people, you know, all across the egg sector to start addressing issues and asking questions and well, what are we going to do you know to uh, get younger people involved in farming what are we going to do to incentivize uh, you know people to take over for the folks that are retiring uh, are the are the programs working that are in place to help farmers mitigate the risks that are associated with farming so it just really provides a comprehensive data set that uh, takes a good hard look at what's going on in agriculture uh, how things are working now, what we might need to do to make them better in the future, and so forth and so on. So it has implications both for policy issues and also for farmers themselves, because they can look at it and see what's been successful in right. their area or similar sorts of areas. Absolutely. I mean, there's a lot of resources devoted to farming, uh, ensuring farmers have the tools they need to have a chance to succeed. Uh, you know, and just like this year, 2018 is the year that uh, the Farm Bill is being negotiated. Absolutely. So uh, one of the big programs is the Arc County Arc PLC program for crop farmers. And you know, they're going to look take a look at data that we provide in, in past censuses. I'm not sure if this census will be available in time to be part of that debate. But I can guarantee they're looking at NAS data uh, and, and, and determining, you know, are these programs working? Do they need to be expanded? Um, are they doing too much? Are farmers, you know, do they have the tools necessary to mitigate the risks? Uh, are the resources in the right places at the right times? Uh, that type of thing. So it's a really good tool to have that debate. Okay, well, um, if farmers who might be listening to this podcast haven't taken part, um, how, can they, how can they do that? Well, hopefully they've heard from us by now. Yeah. Uh, maybe they have a questionnaire sitting in their office drawer or on the kitchen table or whatever. But uh, if you haven't responded, we just really encourage you to do so. This is your chance to uh, be heard, to be counted. Um, decisions are going to be made. And we would rather make decisions based on good, hard, verifiable facts as opposed to guesses. We want farmers to get a fair shake when it comes to, you know, consideration of uh, future programs in the farm bill and, and, you know, I mean, there's just tons of issues surrounding farming. Taxes and, and farm programs and, and disaster programs. Uh, and so we, we want to make, be able for people to make those decisions based on good facts that are verifiable, that, uh, you know, are based in, in, in information that actually comes from farmers because there's no better source of farmer information than the people who are doing it. Exactly. Exactly. Great. Well, I really appreciate it. Is there anything you want to add about it before uh, we go? No, I just appreciate the opportunity. We appreciate those who have responded. Uh, we still have a lot of opportunity for others to respond right. and just really want to emphasize that this is your opportunity to be heard, to be counted. We want you to be counted. We want to uh, include you in our data. 
so that we have good, accurate information to, uh, to make decisions on. Great. Thanks again. All right. Thank you. You can find other episodes of ATRA, Voices from the Field, along with ATRA's other sustainable agriculture resources at www.atra.ncat.org. That's www.attra.ncat.org.